Welcome to the Splash Assess Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Quinley. This is the unofficial Jeff Lewis Live After Show. And I'm a little late to the game today. Yikes, this is the first in a while, but my friend, who is a new mom, finally had a morning off. And obviously, we just had to stop by the pool for a little bit and maybe have a margarita or two, get some third degree burns from the sun, <laughs> even with sunscreen on. Fuck that shit. Uh, it'll be tan tomorrow. It's fine. And this is a natural tan, okay? Not Jeff Lewis spray tan orange flavor. And I know you're supposed to stay out of the sun for good skin, whatever, but. I don't know. Doesn't spray tan? You're just putting chemicals. Is that great? It's all shit. It's all shit if you want to look good. <laughs> Put yourself through shit and you will look great. But the fucking SiriusXM app screwed me over today because I was listening to the show a little later than normal. And during the second commercial break, it just X'd out of Jeff's show. And I couldn't restart it. I'm not listening to it all over again. And I'm not waiting till they release it for another five hours. So... Yay, here we go. Welcome to the August 2nd episode of Jeff Lewis Live. We had Patty Stanger, we had Joey Zauzig, and we had Shane. Dug, 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 da, 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 so Patty was hawking her pheromone spray pretty much right from the jump. And obviously I'm gonna be very nice and polite and all of that, but uh so Patty, as the millionaire matchmaker, she has created her own pheromone spray with the help of business professionals. And I don't know, they are spraying it all over themselves to attract bees or something. I don't know. They want like wasps to bite them. No, no, sorry. It's, um, it's to get, well, I guess, no, you do want wasps to bite you. Just, um, what is, what does wasp stand for? Like, white and stupid preppy or like what's what is isn't that a term to be waspy waspy urban dictionary we're learning this live on the air together a wasps yeah a white anglo-saxon protestant <laughs> i was born to a couple of those so <laughs> love a good wasp um as long as they're like nice to everybody you know so and just like i didn't know exactly what a wasp meant my favorite thing ever was joey zauzig i don't know 20 minutes into the conversation being like wait what's a pheromone <laughs> He's like, I love this pheromone spray. Oh my God, this pheromone candle shoved up my ass. This is amazing. The best thing ever. Wait, what is it again? What is it? <laughs> What's this for? Uh, it was great. So um, my opinion on it, I'm a very natural person, right? Like we just core of the earth. Just like Patty was saying towards the end of the episode, be a tree hugger. Go find natural ways to relieve your stress by hugging a tree. Apparently that works. It grounds you. And to me, it's like, go find natural ways to replenish your pheromones if they're gone, because naturally you have pheromones and naturally they attract with somebody else's pheromones. So if you start spraying yourself with all these expert pheromones, now your body isn't your own pheromone anymore. You're a hybrid. And that's not what would naturally attract you to that person. I just don't understand it all. And I don't want 
to get yelled at by Patty. So I'm sure it's uh, great and amazing. And what I will say is I believe that Patty believes in it. <laughs> That's the nicest way I can say it. I be- very much believe that Patty does not, she thinks that she fully supports this and believes in it a hundred percent. And that's all that matters. You know, if she believes in it, that's great. It reminds me very much of Lisa Rinna on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. One episode, she was talking about her daughter, Amelia's eating disorder, I believe. And she was like, I mean, I was kind of similar growing up, but I don't really need food to live. I don't need food to live. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so crazy. And I genuinely believe that Lisa Rinna believes that. Like she has survived so long on 12 almonds a day that she believes that that's all she needs. But it's just, you don't know the other person that you might be if you had some bread with it as well, or like a a sliver of pasta, you know, like maybe sure you're great now, but you could be even greater with a carb or two inside of you. (laughs) with an extra kilogram of energy to splash around. I mean, again, I believe that Lisa convinced herself she doesn't need as much food as regular humans. And now she's created that body. But, and just like Patty, I think she believes these pheromones work. So whatever you need, do your thing. Now, Patty called Jameson a swan. (laughs) Now that he's in a relationship, he's just like blossomed into this beautiful swan. Does that, but don't you like, if you're turned into a swan, don't you transform from the ugly duckling? Isn't that like ugly duckling to the beautiful swan? I just thought it was a little rude to call Jameson's love life an ugly duckling as a metaphor before he found Frank the swan. Or maybe I'm just jealous because I'm still in the ugly duckling phase. (laughs) Fuck swans, yo. Fuck motherfucking swans. I'll fight a swan if I have to. But why would I? Why would I even say that? I don't know. They seem a little aggressive. So... Jeff was like, oh, you're taking credit for Jameson finding love when you've been here twice and now all of a sudden he's in a relationship and now you are the cause of his relationship, Patty? Like you matchmaked from your psyche since she's never actually met Frank. None of us have. Rude. And I was like, wait, Jeff, yesterday, yesterday when Miss Megan Weaves was on, Weaves the Beeves, didn't you take credit for making Megan and... Patrick and Paul, all friends, just because you put them in the same room twice, a few times. I don't know. I don't, it seems like the second you step into the JLL studio, whether it's Jeff, Patty, whoever, you like, you just want to take credit for everything. And that makes sense because if I was in that studio, <laughs> I take credit for it all, bitch. <laughs> okay, so Patty dropped this little behind the scenes tea that I love. Apparently, apparently, when Patty had her own show on Bravo, Millionaire Matchmaker, if somebody wanted to be the millionaire on the show and date a bunch of people, then they had to sign a $5 million waiver. As in, if they walk off set before last day's wrapped, then they owe $5 million? $5 million? Uh, That's just crazy to me. What do you mean? Like, if I found that out and I'm the girl on the date and the guy millionaire, he leaves in the middle of the date, like fuck this bitch. And now he has to pay $5 million because he didn't want to hang out with me. I would be so mad. I would be like, bro, I pay me the $5 million and I'll never talk to you again. I promise. (laughs) 
I promise I'll leave you alone real fucking fast. Um, but yeah, that's just like, what a hefty price tag. You always wonder like what you're worth, what your value is. Like if they put out a kidnapping ransom for $50,000, is that what my, if my parents did that, is that what I'm worth to them? $50,000. And then if I'm on a date with this millionaire and we're being filmed for millionaire matchmaker and he's having such a miserable time that he doesn't want to finish filming because he's so jealous that the other guy that was filming with him, the other millionaire picked the hotter girl and he's, she picked the swan. And now this dude is stuck with me, the duckling. And He's going to leave in the middle of before we even get the appetizers or before the jalapeno poppers even pop our way because he just doesn't want to be there. And so it's like, it's like the opposite of your value. It's like, I would pay $5 million to not have to sit across the table from you anymore. (laughs) So the biggest joke of all was that the guy who wanted to walk off the set and end it and pay that fee, he ended up being convinced to go out with the duckling and... He married her. He married her and then put her on that show, uh, Who Wants to Be America's Next Swan? Or what? Remember that like swan makeover? Wasn't that actually, it was called something, The Swan? I think it was The Swan Reality Show. We're just Googling everything today. No, it was called The Swan. Um, Yeah, that's the thing. Like once you have money, you can be more attractive. So uh, I guess my advice to millionaires is... Don't strive for the swan, settle for the duckling and help them become a swan. <laughs> Just like Frank helped Jameson become a swan, not Patty. Not pa- pa- Jeff is not letting Patty take credit for Jameson's swaniness. So then we learned a few more things on JLL, such as <laughs> these hard-pressing news facts, like when Jeff Lewis acts like a dick... It makes people want to suck his. It makes people want to suck his. I don't know. Like the more dickish he acts, the more people want his dick. I mean, I wish if we, if girls acted like pussies, then you would want the pussy more. Like, I, is that, does it work both ways? I don't know. I, I wouldn't know how to be a pussy. So <laughs> I just know how to have one. Now, we also learn a lot about gushiness. I don't Shane said it best, gushers, fruit. They were just eating gushers all episode. No, they were saying that Jameson's becoming more gushy because Frank is very gushy, but Jeff isn't gushy, but Joey is gushy, but Joey's boyfriend wasn't gushy till Joey gushed all over him enough times and then now they just gush everywhere together. And then we find out Jeff actually does turn gushy when he drinks. And if I say gushy one more fucking time... (laughs) I am just going to gush all over myself. But to be honest, like the only time I hear the word gushing really is when like a new mom talks about giving birth and <laughs> and how the fluid and placenta just gushes right out of you. Oh, ew. I'm pretty sure actually that Jeff, I think Jeff got into an accidental lawsuit by gushing over how gross the gush is of pregnancy. That's not funny to his first surrogate. I'm so sorry, ma'am. I thought I thought the gush was beautiful. So, <laughs> okay. But my whole thing is like, okay, Jeff, if you turn gushy when you drink and drinking brings down your barrier, like your guard, it brings your guard down. Ew, I'm like, it brings your pants down. It brings my bra down. It brings my inhibition. Who in the fuck knows? Um, but just saying that, like, to me, that just sounds like Jeff is truly wanting to be gushier. 
deep down. If you drink and then you get gushy, then that means you want to be gushy. You just are controlling your own emotions too much. If that rings a bell, Jeffrey. And so when you're sober, you get mad that other people are gushy because that's how you actually want to be, but you're insecure about it. And so you don't gush. And then you see people gushing all over each other and you're like, who's going to gush on me? And oh gosh, gosh, oh gosh, gush, gush, gosh. Where's Gus? When does Gus start? Now, Patty is a psychic? What the fuck? Did we learn this before? I don't know. But she was reading Jeff's candle. Candle readings are... If those are going to be the next fucking thing on Housewives, we already did the tea reading, the cryo chamber therapy. We've done the axe throwing. Yeah, sure. Let's add a reading candle wax into it. But Patty was like, Ooh, Jeff, I see in your future you flipping another house. Are you going to buy another property? I was like, ma'am, ma'am. Again, I'm not saying Patty is not a psychic. I'm just saying anybody in the world who knows anything about Jeff Lewis knows that the only thing that is certain in his life, two things now, two things now. One is that Monroe is the love of his life. The second thing, the second thing is flipping houses is the second love of his life. He will never stop buying houses, flipping houses, moving here, doing that, da da da, grab a beer. But like, what do you mean, Patty? Pa- I see flipping a house in your future. That's like going to a dentist and being like, I see cleaning a tooth in your future. Yeah, th- I'll be doing that in five minutes. What do you mean? Jeff's a house flipper. Of course, he's going to get a call from a real estate agent. What? Hopefully it's Carrie Lewis because <laughs> we know that the family can get a little shaky if, you know, it doesn't, the deals don't go through the sister, but they worked on that. So I think he's allowed to have a few more real estate agents now. <laughs> okay. So then Patty asked the ever important question, if you could pick any age to go back to, what would you be? What age would you pick? I actually thought that was very interesting. Jeff said 45, which, okay, you want to go back a decade or two, but he just wants to be Old enough that he can be successful and rich, but young enough that he can still date somebody in their 20s and not feel like he's dating somebody who could have potentially been in Monroe's preschool class with her, you know? So, Patty, this was fascinating. Patty feels like she chose wrong in life, like the wrong path. And if she could go back, she would go to age 30 and start a family. Like she wants a family and kids back at age 30. This is, I love this, the honesty and all of that. Cause it's going against what Dr. Donna was saying. I feel like where she was like, you can't say like, I regret this and I do, I should have done that, whatever. No, I love that. Patty's like, yeah, looking back, I should have done that. Now that I've lived out one of the options, which is not having kids, I see that I would have actually liked the other option better, but I, you know, and again, that doesn't negate like all the amazing times you've had in life and all the great relationships and all those experiences you've had since then. It's just saying, yeah, that actually is something I would have wanted if I had known, if I had known. And I'm at the age where Patty would have gone back to have a family and kids. And at this age, I'm saying, I don't think I want a family and kids. And everyone's like, I think you should. And I'm like, I don't know. So it's just very interesting because I'm not saying either way. Like, I'm just open to discussion. I just don't know. And for Patty, it was just fascinating. So something to think about. Ugh. 
As if there's not enough to fucking think about in this world. So Patty was then saying the more normal you are, the more likely you are to get in a stable relationship. <laughs> Which explains why I haven't had one of those in a while. Uh, I I also find it so interesting how siblings can be very different. Like siblings in that group in the exact same environment, all of that, one of them is able to be in a completely stable, normal, healthy, functioning relationship. And the other one is just like, ah, all over the place, you know, that's kind of me. And like for Jeff, he's the me. And then Todd is in actually in a Todd and his other brother. They are married with their kids and all of that. And it's just fat. Like what happened to us, Jeff? You know, like what happened to us that they didn't experience? You know, I just never get that. I'm like, why are you guys fucked up too? <laughs> Why am I alone in this? No, no, no. It's all great. It's all great and different and whatever. But same with Jeff. I feel like we're works in progress constant. Like we we just want to improve. We want to always strive to be better because <laughs> there's a lot of room for improvement. <laughs> there's a lot to strive for. No, I'm talking about me, Jeff, just me. Um, but with Jeff and I, like we still find people that push us when we pull them. We're trying to pull and they push us away and then we pull back and then when they want to pull us in we kick them down a flight of stairs at leah black's house and file a lawsuit against them (laughs) i don't know man we overthink everything and the more you just go out and live life the better off you'll be except except if you're a girl that's single and alone apparently we're not allowed to leave our house. We're not allowed to leave our house unless we travel in packs because <laughs> Patty was saying, yeah, just go to the bar and read a book if you're a single girl because like it's much less intimidating for other people to come up to you or I guess single any gender. And Joey and Jeff were like, ew, sit at the bar alone. I'd be like, loser. What a fucking loser. Ew, they can't even get a date. They have to fucking read a book at a bar. Book at a bar. Uh, So yeah, I guess if you're a single girl, go die. I don't know. That was the advice, allegedly. Um, But or go hug a tree again. Apparently that really grounds you or you drown yourself in the ocean. Again, this year, I'm blaming the SiriusXM app for why the messages were coming through a little shoddy because (laughs) it was just a little glitchy. It was a little glitchy. But yeah, that's it for the Jeff Lewis live show because that's all I heard. (laughs) I got up to tree huggers. But I did want to say, because we were talking about love, 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 blah, 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 blah. I watched this documentary, Burden of Proof. I believe it's on HBO. And it's basically this guy who his sister passes away when they're in high school. And he thinks his parents did it. And the whole documentary is like exploring different scenarios of who might have done something to his sister. And so at one point, they go out with cadaver dogs into the woods and into the woods, into the woods. Um, and so the the cada- the dog handler who um, trains him to be a cadaver dog, she was like, are you ready? Are you ready to go and hunt? And the dog's jumping all over her and jumping everywhere. And his tail is flying, wagging faster than I've ever seen anything. His tail was gushing all over the place. <laughs> his tail was gushing everywhere. And he, the second she was like, go, he has never run faster or smiled bigger or sniffed deeper or I'm telling you, wag that tail any harder. It was insane how happy this dog was looking for a dead human. 
a dead human. And I'm so sorry if anybody's like, if this triggers anybody because of anything and they've experienced, but I'm just saying the fact that cadaver dogs, their best day ever is finding a dead human body. That's when they get the most excited. That's when they get rewarded. That's all the treats and stuff. <laughs> like if you're the family member, it's your nightmare come true. And for this cadaver dog, this is his dream afternoon. He has never been on a higher high and you've never been on a lower low. And it is just so wild to me that it all exists at once. But I hope that we all don't need cadaver dogs in the near future. Ew, why would I even say that? I don't know. I'm telling you again, it was those pool margaritas. I don't do this before recording and now we know why. And now we know. Because now I said it. All right. I love you guys so fucking much. I will be back here tomorrow sober-ish. No, sober. And I hope you have the best day ever. You go drink a margarita now. You fucking deserve it. Love you. Bye. Splash. Splash, splash. Splash your sails. Splash your sails.